What's up, anime fans? This is another episode of the Rayshawn Gatson Anime Podcast, or R Gap for short. And on today's episode, we have a special guest, Joe Ockman. He is a seasoned voice actor who is known for Naruto, Star Wars, Kingdom of Hearts, and also Cowboy Bebop. We'll be learning more about what got him into the entertainment industry and also tips on how you can get into the entertainment industry. So if that has you interested, then sit back and enjoy the ride. Before we get started, I wanted to allow my special guest the opportunity to introduce themselves and tell us. What is the most memorable character you have ever voiced or played? Oh, my. Hi, Rayshon. First off, hi, and thanks for inviting me on the show. I appreciate it. Hello, everybody out there. You, you know, uh, uh, when you've been at this as long as I have, it's, it's, it's hard to pick, like, one favorite, I think. But since we're talking anime today, since okay. that's where we are, I think my favorite would have to be the first time I ever had a lead in an anime series, which was uh, Prince Excentro in Moncoli Nights. Uh, it, it was quite an adventure. It was my first big lead. It was, uh, it was the, 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 it was on Fox Kids, uh, up next okay. to Digimon. It used to follow Digimon. And then I was on, I was doing a lot of Digimon too, but I was not I doing it. And, uh, but Moncoli Nights came on afterwards. It actually got better ratings than Digimon for a while, which was kind of surprising. But then they just sort of, it sort of like disappeared off the map. It just recently, last year, they came out with a, uh, 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 with an English dub DVD. Oh really? Okay. Oh, no, wait, I, I wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a there it is. Oh, for year. sure. And it's got like extra episodes and stuff on it, or extra episodes and stuff on it. So that that was a cool thing. That was my first one of a, a of a big sort. And your first is always a special thing, Rachel. I just you know. it just is. And, and and it was an adventure when we did it because they auditioned for it and then they recast a lot of people and I had to actually fight to keep my role. Uh, okay. There were certain notes they wanted to give about it. They were uh, that were because it was less politically correct times. There, it was interesting because they were oh. they really had to change the story a lot. So I had to try to match the story changes they were trying to make, and then uh, an idea got back in, and then the producers and the the producer and the director and I would try to sort of weave it back to what it originally was a little more as we went along. It was fun. So it was a challenge. It was interesting. It was an adventure. I was also recording it when nine eleven happened. I was in for a recording session uh, oh, okay. the morning of 9-11, and we stopped working. And, and, and so there's a lot of special memories attached to that. That's crazy. So you were actually in the booth while 9-11 was going on? I was in the booth. It was a very early morning session, and then, and then people said, hey, you've got to look at the TV. And we stopped, and we went out and sat and looked and watched stuff happen, and we watched the buildings collapse. And uh, let's get all serious in the beginning of our interview. But... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so it was it was quite a, a you know a, a moment in time. It was a, a, it was something, but the show was very very silly. Um, thing I want to ask you: Did I get your last name right? You did. You got it on the first jump. I've listened to multiple interviews and I've like tried my hardest to get it because I wanted to be able to pronounce that correctly. Well, I was thinking, am I going to mess up Rayshon? That's <laughs> I was the same. I was thinking the same thing. So we're on the same page. I feel. You. 
While looking at your IMDb, I saw that you do both voice acting and live acting. You've done such as like TV shows such as Seinfeld. Which one do you prefer, and what are the differences between them? Or, well, and are- I, I can't say I prefer either. I love both. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I I blundered into voiceover. Uh, I, it's not something I was that was my intention, especially anime. I didn't even. I mean, when I was a kid, I watched the 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 couple of little anime type things they had when I was a kid because I'm old. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was there was Speed Racer, there was Tobor the Eight Man, there was maybe one other one, uh, and that was kind of it. And uh, so. Anime was just not on my radar. Uh, So when I so I started out in I started out in theater uh, back east. As a matter of fact, acting wasn't on my radar when I got out of college. I had no intention of being an actor. I intended intended on going into radio. Uh, I'd majored in psychology, but I went to a college where it was not it was probing rats' brains with electrodes and experimental psychology. I didn't want to do that, so I bounced around, loved radio, wanted to do that. Ended up not doing it because all the stations were going automated back in uh, at that time. Once again, I'm old. And uh, and uh, so I bounced around for a while. I became a drama major in college, uh, but I had no intention of being an actor when I got out. Bounced around for a while, did some theater, got some good notices. And I said, maybe I'll try this for a while. And I started out in commercials in New York and then came out uh, to L.A. to do TV and film. Anime was voiceovers in general were just not on my radar, uh, which was kind of weird. And then I was directing a play. And a friend of mine, Bob Klein, great anime uh, guy, uh, uh, look him up. He's a good guy. Do an interview. He's an even better. He's, he's a fun guy. Uh, okay. And uh, and Bob had and I had been friends back east, and he had moved out to California right around the time I did, but we hadn't seen each other in years. And he saw me being interviewed for this play I was directing, so he got it. He got in touch. He got in touch with me. And he's the guy that got me into anime. He got me into do a Walla session at uh, at uh, Saban at the time. And uh, and that was it. That's where it started. And uh, so I kind of blundered in. But, yeah, I love both. I mean, the last few years have been much, much more voice than on camera. Matter of fact, almost all voice and, and, and not a lot of non- on camera. But that was partly pandemic, too. I turned down a couple of films uh, <clears throat> during the pandemic. But uh, but I I'm kind of I miss on camera. I kind of want to go back. But I love them both equally. Yeah, I was. um Look, trying to look you up a little bit more, and I found out that you basically um, have a wife and a kids. No, and I I do not have a wife and kids. That oh, must, you don't? That must be the other Joe Ackman. Okay, I'm sorry, I got the I wrong. Know, I want to know where that is. I want to know who my wife and kids are that I don't know I have. Oh, I feel so bad because I. <laughs> no, that's okay, man. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, you know, you go on, you go online, you start looking people up. My favorite is is what's their net worth. Oh, and everyone and thinks that's how much it is. And you start seeing like eleven million dollars, and I'm going, okay, that's where is it? <laughs> where is that eleven million? If I looked up what rate, what's Rayshon worth now? You're probably worth about three mil. Oh, well, I would love to know where that's at because I I really need it right and about you, now. And you're probably married and have six kids, maybe two wives. Who knows? Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. No worries. See, the the funny thing about this, the main reason I wanted to do this interview was because of a um a special animated me. It's one of one of my top five anime. I know a lot of people wouldn't pit it pit it there, but it's actually the Forest of Pianos. What a wonderful choice! What a, that that is a fascinating choice, uh, and it's cool. 
I love that anime. I mean, the animation is not perfect, but the story and the manga behind it is very great. I really wanted yeah. to ask you, what was the experience like doing that anime? And I know this anime was kind of produced by Netflix, so I don't know if that has a different type of Well, feel. no, no. Yeah, I was working uh, with people that I was really familiar with. They were wonderful people. And, and, and my memory of Forest of Piano was just, you know, it's one of those... It's one of those wonderful things in anime where you get to play a part that's just like a, he's a real guy and he's got real feelings. And he's very stern and he's very, you know, he's, he's got this kind of thing about him and it's not, it's not crazy, crazy, crazy. And sometimes it's the, it's the not crazy, crazy, crazies that are the most fun to play. And, and, and uh, cause you're just going in and, and you know, you're part of an emotional connection and force of piano is a lot about emotional connection. Uh, Violet Evergarden is the same way. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is I, I and the one that's one of my favorites. So the one I did, the role I did in that that'll make you wow. weep. Okay. Uh, Who did you play in there? Was not, uh, I played Oscar Webster. Uh, I believe it's episode seven of the first season. I think. Uh, and I'm about it's, to rewatch. Uh, it, yeah, and, and, and oh, it's it's heartrending. Uh, it's an amazing anime. Yeah, it, it's gorgeous anime. The episode itself, he's a writer whose 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 daughter has died, and he's trying to finish a novel and gets. Violet to come and help him, and then they 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 bond over the over the over the dead daughter, and I mean it's a it's a weeper, uh, you know. And and Force of Piano was in that territory, but without necessarily as deep an emotional connection. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know. It was, but it, but it was still. I was it For me, what I liked about Forrest and about Violet is is that tendency when anime goes into into much more emotional. Weighted stuff. I mean, Spirited Away is one of my favorite movies of all time, and uh, amazing. And, and and it's got that same sort of emotional thing going on too, even with the crazy characters. And, and I like that. So that, that was that was pretty much the experience. Plus, I was working with people I really liked. So yeah, you know, with anime, you usually are working with people you've worked with for a long time, and and you like them. See, I like that anime. It really brought me into um, listening more to classic music. I like the character that you play because he plays the antagonist father. So I don't know if I'll call him the antagonist antagonist, but you know, he plays the no, antagonist. But he, but he is. He's, he's a stern guy. He's not the nicest of guys. And that's and and to, the the fun thing about a role like that is humanizing the antagonist. Yep. And I like the fact that you basically have to play this um inferior person. You feel like inferior to the main character's teacher. And I like I just I like that whole dynamic. I don't know yep. if you've read the manga or knew about no. it before beforehand or no. I confess, Rashawn, and don't hate me for it. I've never read a manga. Oh, but you at least watched anime, right? I've watched anime. I've, yes, I've, I've yes, watched, and not just the stuff I'm in. Okay, that's 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 real good because that kind of goes into my next question, and it was basically: Is there anybody right now that's voice acting that keeps your competitive spirit going? Uh, my competitive spirit. Yeah, basically, I mean, when you hear them, you're like, you know what? I, I, I want to see if I can best that. You know, oh, that makes me want to go to work. So much. I, I, I think it's more more than I want to see if I can best that. It's more than I don't know if I'll ever be as good as that. 
Mm. Yeah, it's there. There are some wonderful, wonderful actors out there. I was actually, I had a very strange experience the other day. I was I was in class with an act. Uh, I was teaching a class. I was guest teaching an animation class, and in that animation class was an anime actress who has way more credits than I do, and, and I was stunned that she was there. And uh, and I went and looked up her credits. And I was looking her up, and I was going, "This this woman is wonderful because of the, of the wonderful real realism that she brings to all of her performances." And uh, and my first question was, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> and, uh, and, and and we talked about it. And basically, it was because she's, you know, every every genre is a separate thing. Original animation is different in many ways from anime, and and anime is different from mm-hmm. certain other kinds of things. There are similarities. There, I mean, there's a tying thread, and I know you're going to talk about that later. But and, and I'll tell you about the tying thread. But but that's what she thought. She thought she needed help to try to do more original animation stuff. And and I frankly was sitting there going during the entire thing, she just needed help. She's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. I I know how you feel. I I've been there when I've done podcasts with people and people ask me like questions and stuff and I'm like, man, you're better than me. I'm pretty sure you could do that way better. You just gotta believe yourself and just keep going. <laughs> yeah, so that's I mean, basically what it is. The deal is all most of us actors are insecure uh, and most of us get in our heads and most of us. I can't tell you how many times I've thought this is the one job where they're going to find out. I have no idea what I'm doing. But we all have a version of that, you know, uh, and I think that's probably one of the reasons why we become actors, because it's a nice, safe place for insecure people to express themselves. But it's always a little safe because we're playing okay. a character. Listen, some of that goes on, and I don't know if I'm I'm like that, but a lot of actors are, and there's uh, I have my own set of insecurities about what I do too. We all do. And, I want. And, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, I wonder if um, when you were saying um, about the difference in animation, is it because like Japanese animation is more the, like the lift flaps are already there, where in our animation you would be able to put those in there? Yeah, the big difference is the technical difference. In mm-hmm. you know, original animation, you're recording first, and then they animate to you. Uh, anime and, and, and dubbing, you're dubbing something that's already been done. Uh, and and frankly, anime is the harder because because you're because you're you're I'm looking at a screen I'm looking at a time code I'm watching mouth flaps I'm reading a script I'm doing sixteen things at once and yeah. I got to come up with an acting performance that's believable and emotionally resonant or at least big fun yeah you know you know and you've got to have energy and and there are t- I I've always told people there are two kinds of anime actors uh, uh, there's the te- there's the technicians and the divers. The okay. technicians, they're just so good at getting that time stuff and those codes and all that. They're like mathematicians. They can figure it out, and and they're always on point and doing all that stuff. And then there's people like me. I'm a diver. I just dive in. I'm pr- I'm good at getting sync. Uh, I'm very good at it, but but I'd rather just dive in and see what happens as an actor. And uh, and then and and thank God for Pro Tools. Although, but <laughs> I would, but, but I think oftentimes everybody gets caught up in correcting everything with Pro Tools. And I'll just say, no, 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 just let me do it again. It's Joe Tools. Let's use some Joe Tools. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, do you feel like you give off your better um, performances when you're able to be more spontaneous? Spontaneous. Yeah, always. It's always okay. better to be able to, it, like I said, it's better to dive in. Uh, if we're in our heads or we're commenting to ourselves, well, this is going well, it's not going to be going well because you're commenting on yourself or you're thinking too much. If you just dive in and let something happen, you know, and probably the technicians that I'm talking about, that is their version of diving in. They yeah. just know the technical stuff so well, you know. But I also noticed that over the past 
five, ten years, maybe even ten years or so, that, that, that anime is getting more grounded and more realistic and in, in, in the performances. They're getting more like film actors. Uh, yeah. There's some extraordinary performances. Uh, Violet Evergarden was an example. Uh, uh, the thing, the, one of my favorite roles that I did in Naruto when I played Doku uh, in, in, in that power arc in, 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 in Naruto Shippuden, uh, that was directed to be as filmic as is humanly possible. And that's what we we're trying to do with it. And, uh, and, and, and that was the kind of one where at the end of the whole session, when we did the whole arc, me and the director were crying in the last session. We were so moved by what we did, by what the, but the journey that we've been on. So it was, uh, sometimes it's an emotional experience. Sometimes it's just stupid fun. Sometimes it's an emotional experience. Sometimes you're going, Oh God, I get to do this cool thing. You know, so there's, there's a lot of different things that happen to you. I have a, um, this is a, a a question I just kind of thought of. So basically, I've seen that you've done a lot of different projects. So is it just like everything is just knowing somebody, like just having great connections and meeting people? So does that help you get the next job or are you auditioning for like every role? It's a combination. It's both. Okay. Sometimes sometimes you're auditioning. Sometimes you're. Uh, it's people that have worked with you a zillion times and know what they can get out of you. Uh <clears throat> Moncoli Nice, as I said, was an audition, and then I almost got fired from it because they wanted to replace a lot of the cast. So it was a re-audition. Uh, uh, Violet Evergarden, that, that, that amazing emotional thing that you're going to go watch and you're going to go, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> that was just they knew me. Uh, okay. Because I've seen you've done, like, so many classic animes from just Naruto, from Bleach. I was surprised you haven't done a One Piece or if you have, it just wasn't on the IMDb. Well, well no, I've never done a One Piece. Uh, yeah, but a lot of this stuff, it depends on the studios. I mean, one, wasn't One Piece mostly done in Texas when it started? You know, I'm not for sure about that. <laughs> well, when I start when I started doing anime, excuse me, um, I was doing it with Saban, and they had, okay. a, they had a big building down in Westwood in LA, and they and they would do everything in that building. Uh, and, and then everything moved away. Saban went away, and a lot of stuff moved out of. They moved to Canada. They moved to uh, Ireland. They moved to uh, uh, and they moved to Texas. And Texas started having a you know, and Texas has a huge with Funimation and Crunchyroll has a huge community there. And now they started. They've started to drift back, but now Texas is kind of getting prominent again. It, it goes all over the place. So there's so this. Yeah, I was in everything at a certain time. And, okay. and I've been lucky with certain things like Hunter x Hunter and, 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 and Jojo's yeah. Adventure and stuff like that to do stuff that 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 did migrate back here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like one piece and a lot of stuff of, of that of that vintage is not stuff I get a lot of because it's done in Texas or done with people from Texas who everybody already knows. So it's a different level of, oh, let's just call in what's-his-face because we know him and I they don't know me. Yeah, I, I can understand that. So based on how the pandemic happened, I know you probably were still working during that time because that's basically a lot of how voice act. So how, what was the difference of trying to get jobs during that? Well, first off, I live in a tiny apartment on, as you've already seen, a very loud street, as you've already heard <laughs> earlier today. And uh, <clears throat> and so when this when the pandemic started, I thought, oh, my God, I'm not going to be able to work because mm. it's too loud here. I don't have a, a, a studio. This place is too small to fit one of those studios. So I thought, what am I going to do? Then I started looking around and I went, OK, I've got a high bookshelf over here and I've got a high cabinet door over there. And I've got this really thick blanket, and I've got a, uh, and I've got a lot of paper clips, and and I've got so 
So I basically fix something up with using. I'm I'm sitting on my bed at the moment. I've got pillows. I can get these wall hangings back here that'll help that'll look pretty and help uh, make the wall a little sound. So I basically created my own thing. Okay. And, and and literally used the microphone that I'd had for years to do auditions with, which was which I had bought for seventy bucks or <laughs> which was a cheap mic, but it but it worked. I upgraded a couple of other things, and then I started sending test things out so people knew what the studio was like, and they liked it. Uh, one one company told me, one real big company told me that it was better than some of the sound booths that they heard that were the real professional sound booths because there was a little bit there was enough air so that it sounded like it had room tone. It didn't oh, sound okay. really dead, you know. So so that so I had to adjust. It was a, but it was a huge adjustment, and I didn't think I was going to be able to make it. I, I got lucky. Well, I'm glad you were able to figure out some way. So you kind of just MacGyver your way into like I getting your own. MacGyver the hell out of it. <laughs> I'm still MacGyvering the hell out of it. Because that's interesting. Because I interview. Sometimes I'll go. Sometimes I go. You know, it's not quite quiet enough. I got this damn neck pillow. I'll put that. And, 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 that, and that makes the difference. It's I am MacGyvering my brains out every time I do a session. And every session, people use a different protocol. You know, there's a different uh, program that they use to record. And sometimes okay. it's, it's 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 you're reading off a script. Sometimes it's the rhythm band underneath the screen. Uh, some it's, it's sometimes it's source connect. Sometimes it's some some other. It's it's uh, 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 whatever the you know. There's lots of names for these companies. Uh, so every one of these I have to set up differently in terms of how where I, how I set my computer up, where how I put the how I put the iPads with the scripts on them. It's it's different every time. So it's oh, that's constant real. Adventure. Constant so you, adventure, Sean. You got to basically set up for each um, source <laughs> input you got to use. That's really interesting. Because yep. it's, it's funny because I interviewed another voice actor who was telling me what they had to do during the pandemic. And they basically kind of created a whole different business where they were actually going into people's houses and setting up like little recording studios and stuff like oh, that. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of that. Yeah. A lot of people were doing that. Yeah. Find that okay. to be very interesting. I, I, I'm a technical idiot. So I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> you just had to do what you could do. What a technical idiot. So the fact that I was able to get MacGyver this stuff together to me is some kind of miracle. <clears throat> okay. My next question would basically be, what do you think is the biggest misconception people have about voice acting? That is different from regular acting. Hmm. Okay. Absolutely. The biggest misconception people think they, they get in and they think, okay, now I've got to do voiceless. It's all here, but it's not. You can do everything, and I coach actors. I coach voice actors and on-camera actors. Okay. Uh, so, so I so I know this intimately about how much the same they are, and 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 voice. I and a lot of people get into voice and they go, well, I have a really good voice. I'll be a voice actor. But if you don't take an acting class first, you're not gonna. You got to take an acting class. You got to know how to act first. And then, and, 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 and frankly, what I tell people is the only difference is if you're acting on stage or you're acting in TV film, they don't want you to like point to people when you're talking to them. Don't point. But when you're in voiceover, you can point to people because number one, they can't see you. Number two, it actually makes your voice more specific. If I say to you, uh, I have a bottle, I have a cup and I have a spoon. That's one thing. But I figure if I have a bottle, I have a cup and I have a spoon. You can almost see where the bottle, the cup and the spoon are just by the fact that I pointed at them. Mm-hmm. Or I list, or I listed them. You know, it's a, it's it's a stupid trick, but it but it kind of works. Uh, and it helps focus yeah. on what you're saying a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. So basically, voice voice acting is two words, and the first word is not voice. 
That's what I tell people. That is really interesting because um, you're not the only person I've um, interviewed that also has experience with theater. So I've been wondering, does that just helps out with the, like the emotional performances? Oh yeah, theater's helpful in a lot of ways. It allows you to really use your body and use all of yourself. It, it gives you great energy when you work. Uh, it does give you great ability to do different characters and and voice the characters because you usually have voice training of some sort. So it's it, it's it's useful in a lot of ways. Plus it, it's it's much more freeing. You really just let yourself go in theater. You know, you don't restrict yourself, and that really helps. Because uh, once again, as I said, a lot of voice actors, when they enter it and they're not, they don't have acting training. They're like all in here. They're all, it's all about this. And, and I'm thinking in my head what I have to sound like, as opposed to playing a character. Who am I talking to? What do I want from them? Uh, where am I? Am I in a big room? Am I in a small room? Uh, am I nervous? Am I boisterous? You know, it's that kind of stuff. Okay, so when you get a script, do you get a, the script for the whole like episode, or do you just get for your part? Anime, you walk into the booth with nothing, for the hmm. most part. I mean, maybe you've, if you've auditioned for it, you know a little bit about it. The uh, director will tell you some stuff about it, or, you, or if, you're doing, if you're not doing like one of the main parts, uh, yeah, you're just doing a few, a few smaller parts, they'll, they'll, they'll say, okay, we're uh, in script number three, and it's, uh, and it's line number 52, and here's what your character looks like, go. Uh, so you're, we're working totally in a vacuum. We don't know the story. We don't know nothing. The fact that anime is so popular and so well done is, 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 is kind of a miracle based on what you find out when you go in. Man, that sounds kind of crazy. So you're just on the spot, like, oh, it is okay, crazy. we'll be uh. by yourself. You're by yourself. You're in a room. You haven't seen the script. You have no idea what it's about. It's basically a list of lines. You don't know what the context of the lines are. The director or or it will hopefully explain that to you. Hopefully, not always. Uh, <laughs> that is they'll, they'll just they'll just show you. They'll preview what it is that you're doing in the in you know they'll, they'll preview the line that you're going to do. But without having, without necessarily previewing what's before it or what's after it. Okay. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they'll give you context. A good director will try to give you as much context as they can. But basically, no, you're just walking in and you're flying blind. So you don't even get like if you're talking to someone, you don't get the person you're talking to. So you're just saying your lines and then you just hope they match up. Wow, yeah. that's that is real talent if, right there because I don't know if, if I can you're do lucky, that. If you're lucky, they've recorded the other person beforehand, so sometimes you'll get the English. But maybe half times you do, half times you don't. Uh, right. But either way, one of you is recorded in a vacuum, either the person before you, you know, the person I'm listening to, or me. So somebody's recording in a vacuum. So it's a miracle no matter which, no matter which way it goes. Okay. Now I want to kind of switch over to games a little bit with this question. It's basically, I've, I've seen you've done a Going lot of voice acting for games, such as like Kingdom Hearts. Would you say that, like, to do the voice acting on that is different than in anime? Well, in some ways, yeah, because uh, Kingdom Hearts was kind of a dubbing job because they made the Japanese version first and you were basically looking at it for timing and energy, but you didn't have to be quite as strict as you have to be with, uh, with, with voiceover. So in that way, it was kind of the same. It's all still the same because you have no idea when you walk in. You walk in, there's your script, go. Uh, mm. But because everybody keeps everything so secret, it's all NDA, everything's got to be a big secret, so you don't have your script when you go in 90% yeah. of the time. Uh, sometimes when you do motion capture, you'll have to get the script beforehand because you have to memorize it. Uh, but even then, they'll just give you the minimum that they need to give you. Uh, and um, yeah, so so it's the same in terms of acting because you're acting. You know, acting is always the same. It's just now there's 
different styles of acting. Some anime is bigger. Some games are more games are now much more filmic for the most part. Uh, uh, even the even some of the fantasy games are, are pretty filmic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but by and large, there's a lot of similarities. There's not a lot of difference. Do they give you a copy of the games or that, um, after like it's over or is done? Sometimes, sometimes that happens. Do you play any of them? I'm bad. I'm not a game. I'm not a gamer, but I'm a watcher of. I watch cutscenes and I watch games. I watch gameplay, so I know about about how everything works. Okay, but I don't play the games. If I started playing video games, I would never leave this chair, this this little place I'm sitting. No one would ever see me. I would become addicted, and it would be ridiculous. I can feel you on that, and based on your IMDb, it seems you like guys, you're really I busy. You were, I don't know how you guys who are gamers do it. I don't know. I mean, or the people that are acting in the games. Like, when do you do it? When do you have time to play through it and to, to Red Dead Redemption to take that's like nine hundred and sixty-five hours? I'm with you because I, I still haven't been able to finish the game. But see, when I started that game, I had the podcast going, started a new job, and I'm watching yeah, anime. Yeah. So it's just it, it, and it seems like the days are going faster now. I don't know if anybody else. Yeah, I know. So you haven't gotten to my part in Red, Red Dead, I'm sure. I probably have it. <laughs> yeah, I might. Uh, I, I, probably I'm about, have. I think I'm about two thirds of the way through the game, uh, but it's a fun part. Okay. So do you like? When you go looking for scripts and stuff, where do you go to find scripts like that? Do are they like online or do you like is there a place you can go to? Yeah, scripts, video game scripts. Oh no, they they jealously guard them secretly so you never get near them. Mm. Uh, I've never had the where I've never had occasion to go to go look for them. Then. Now back in the day doing on camera, you used to be able to find scripts at there's various stores that would sell copies of scripts, but even that was kind of illegal and it was frowned upon, but they'd do it anyway. Uh, uh, but yeah, you, you don't go anywhere for scripts. I mean, you can probably go online and you can pretty much find anything online if you try hard. If you need an example of something, you could probably figure out a way to get it. Okay. I think I meant auditions. Like, how do you find auditions? Oh, auditions. Oh, auditions. Yes. Oh, I see. Well, it's a combination. I have an agent uh, who, okay. gets me, uh, who gets me the most auditions, but I also have these people that I know that I've worked with before who will either hire me straight out or send me auditions. There's certain companies that will send auditions to you, uh, uh, my own email. So it's a combination of those two things. Okay. My next question is about you being the former voice of Jiminy Cricket. And basically, how did you get the, that the, role? The, cur- oh, the, the current, current, current voice. The current voice. I'm, I'm sorry. I said former. Uh, I can, I am, I am walking in the shoes of great former voices of Jiminy Cricket. Fabulous, fabulous people. Uh, I, that was an audition that came through my agent. Uh, I had not had any experience with Jiminy other than of course knowing who Jiminy Cricket was so but I worked very hard on it it's one of the ones I worked the hardest on I really wanted to get it right and and I was very lucky I I, I remember doing the audition and sending it off and figure well that's something I won't get because it's it's, it's it, because it's it's iconic mm-hmm. uh, and then I got a call back and I had to go into a studio to do the call back and I got out of that and go well that's a job I'm not going to get but I did my best and uh, and I got it and I was very, very honored. I, it was an amazing experience. It's, it's been an amazing experience when I've gotten to do them. You know, the only, my, my only regret is I don't get to do them enough. Yeah. That's, that's, it is an iconic role because that is such a, an important character in the whole Pinocchio storyline. So is that like a whole Disney um, produce? Disney has a whole character, Disney character division. That's devoted to the classic characters. Okay, uh, they cast from and uh, and that they work from, uh, and 
Uh, and like I said, it's just to know that I had the great fortune to play something so iconic is to me kind of miraculous. I just, I just think it's amazing. Uh, and I'm honored. I'm totally honored. Uh, I think it's a great privilege. Would you say, would you consider that like one of your biggest achievements in voice acting? Oh God, yes. Okay. Yeah. Especially since it came from nowhere. I mean, I mean, the the, the woman who's uh, the woman who's doing Minnie Mouse now, who replaced uh, the, the woman who passed away, which is too bad. Uh, Kate uh, is doing it now, and and Kate had been practicing for years. She has been she had been trying to nurture that part for ages. And when she got the opportunity, she went in and she had it. Bob Bergen, who does Porky Pig, wanted to do Porky Pig since he was a kid, and he worked really really hard and got it. And he's been the voice of Porky Pig for years. Uh, and but this me, I. I it's just I had to work on it without having ever had the experience. So would you consider that the the childhood voice you always wanted to do, or is there no, anyone else? That's just it. It wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, okay. So who yeah, who would you could who who is someone from your childhood if you could voice you would want to voice? Oh, I'd love to voice Bullwinkle. Mm, okay. I'd love to do Bullwinkle. That that would be fun. That's I real mean, interesting. I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of voices where I talk like this in a part. But I've never done Bullwinkle himself, so yeah, that'd be great fun. But once again, it's it's one of those voices that a lot of people do. So it's just a, yeah, which I imagined Jiminy was too at the time when I auditioned for him. I said, "There's no way I'm getting this. There's somebody else that's really good at mimicry is going to get it." So I was stunned, uh, and, and and in the nicest way. So do you feel like you do it in a different, a unique way? I don't know. I I don't think so. I'm trying to honor the original, and 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 I'm not. I don't know that I've done it enough. To have like impact to have imp- yeah to have impact on it in any way yet, I, I think that's something to ask the directors. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, you know, is he doing something? I don't know. I don't know yet. I'm trying to honor uh, Cliff Edwards who originally did it, uh, who's, who's uh, it was a genius, uh, and uh, if, if I'm honoring him, I'm doing my job. Okay. So basically, you just like um, Cliff. Is there any other people you would consider role models in voice acting that have inspired you to can, to go to get into this? Well, my buddy who got me in, Bob, was because he got me in. Okay. Uh, so him. I just there's there's certain people out there that are just so good, and you know who they are. <laughs> you 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 can name an actor. I say, yeah, role model. Yeah, well, Siegel, Yeah, role model. I mean, I came up with <laughs> the funny thing is I came up with a lot of these guys. I came up with with Steve with Steve Bloom and I came up with uh, Derek Prince. I came up with, I mean, the uh, Epcar was there before me and Soros was there before me, but not that long before me. Uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the guys that are just so good at it and have been doing it since the beginning of time. Uh, they're all, I, I, I look up to them all. I, I, I respect everybody who does what I do. You know, I, I think, think they all have something to teach me and, and they all have, uh, and they're all great. Because it's because once again, anime is a tricky thing to do. Yeah, it really is tricky, especially trying to really have um, captivate those emotions that you're trying to display, and then you're only just getting a script. And you, if you don't really read the manga, you probably don't even know what the story is about. So you're just basically just looking at these words, trying to produce something that you don't know what really is about. I think the generation, I think the gen, the current generation that's been coming into anime is more, uh, they're coming from a, more of a fan base than I did. Okay. Because the generation I mean, was not necessarily an anime fan because there wasn't all that much of it, or at least not that we knew of. A lot of the people that are doing it now are huge fans and they know this stuff much more intimately. They know the stories better, uh, for in large part, I think. So, uh, so, so I think it's a little different today than it was when I came in. 
Yeah, cause I feel like you're more in that pioneer generation that helped bring it and make it more popular over here. Would you consider that? I, I'm like, like Pioneer Junior. There's the pioneers, and then and then I came in sort of the next generation, and then now there's, there's all this. I'll, we'll call me Pioneer Junior. Okay, I'll give you that one. I think I have probably uh, two more questions before the interview is over just to get, gauge you on how much more questions we have. My next question basically is um, – do you have any advice for any up and comer voice actors that basically want to go out there and get into this? I, I know you've heard this before from other people. Take an acting class first. Absolutely. Be, get your acting chops together before you decide you want to do this. You know, because it's 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 because act because that's where it all comes from. If you want to have to have to if you once again, if you're in a room and you have a script and you don't know what it's about. It's it's your ability to act and come up with a character and come up with emotions on the fly that's going to save you. You know, okay. it's also going to help you to identify things very quickly. It's also going to help you to just just dive in, and, and that's the first piece of advice. Um, then after you get a good acting class under your belt, then yeah, uh, you know, of course, watch a lot of stuff. Keep watching stuff because see the different styles, so you know the styles and know how to match them and know how to work them. That's the the grunt work. And, uh, and, and I mean, you know, I got in by, I blundered in by net, by a friend bringing me in. So, so there are lots of other ways to get in. It's, it's be persistent, but patient because it's, it's, because it's difficult. It, it sort of comes in waves where it's very difficult to get in because there's a group that is the group that's happening now. And then suddenly they'll let a few new people trickle in, and then maybe there'll be another group that will come in. Yeah, it's it's it, you know, and 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 uh, know the companies, know who they are. Uh, um, some of them have occasionally have have eager classes or workshops, stuff like that. I would do them to meet the people who do it in the industry, get them to know you. Conventions are a good place to meet anime people because mm-hmm. there's because there's so many anime conventions. Meet people and uh, and and keep your acting chops. You know, be ready when it's time. And don't get in your head, you know, find a way to let it be easy. Find a way to make it the easiest for you. You can make it is, I think, the best advice I can give. Do you do a lot of anime conventions? I have. I you know, Since the pandemic, I haven't. But I was I was doing them. I was doing conventions before that. Yeah. OK. So do, like when, when you do a convention, do you sell stuff? Do you sell stuff from like your old anime, uh, like old anime you've done? Or do you just do like yeah, pictures? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll autograph photos for uh, of shows that I've done. OK. Uh, I've never been to one I've yet. A lot of toys out there. So, uh, yeah, and now Streamily is doing uh, is doing, and, and other companies are doing online signings, Instagram Live, and things like that. And I've done a few of those. Oh, do you like those better, or do you do you think they get? Well, off? I like them better because I feel safer. But I I I love I loved going to cons. Cons are wonderful because I like directly talking to fans. I like fans because I don't you know I, I always avoided cons because I thought who would want to see me. Uh, who would care about me? I, I, you know, I'm I'm an anime guy, but I'm not like one of the big guns. Even though I've been at it for God knows how long, and and then I'll I, and then I'll do a con and I sit at a table and somebody would come up and tell me about uh, how a show that that I was in that I forgotten I was in uh, changed their lives and helped them get through their childhood. And my mouth, my jaw drops, and I'm like, oh gosh, I yeah, that's why I'm here. That's that's why I do what I do to be able to have an impact that's positive on people. And cons are always inspiring that way. 
That is amazing. Have you ever been surprised about the turnout? Like you went there and was like, wow, I didn't realize these many people knew that I like knew me in this anime or <laughs> every That's time a- I ever do a con, I'm surprised. That's amazing. So how does that work? Do you reach out to the cons or do they reach out to you? It's a combo plug, combo player. Sometimes you reach out to cons. There are con agents out there who will try to get you into cons uh, and then the, the cons themselves will sometimes contact. But I've also contacted cons and said, hey, I see you're doing a, a, a Digimon reunion or a something reunion. Why not let me come? Actually, I think I've done that more with, with Miraculous uh, than any other show. I see you've done the Naruto movies. I think it was the Blood Prison or Blood Prison movie. Yes. <laughs> so is there a big difference between doing movies and TV shows? It's, in my experience, it's been essentially the same. Other, other than maybe the TV show will be ongoing if there's a couple of seasons. You, you, you tend to do more sessions if you're doing a TV show than a movie, but other than that, it's about the same. Oh, so not to get into your business or anything, so would you make less doing a I'm movie? I'm going to get in my business, <laughs> So would you, you make less money? You'll make, make less money if you do less sessions, yes. Okay, so it's more about the more sessions you do, basically. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Everybody, essentially. So do you prefer doing, like, roles that have a lot of... um? episodes are going to have a lot of more time or do you prefer to do many different roles? Well, you always want to do a role that has more juice to it, more something going on that has more emotional weight. And that that's always in a series that's usually going to be in a series where you've got a lot of different episodes. So that's always more fun. But every once in a while, you'll get something that's a movie that's just so touching, so amazing. I mean, I only did one episode of Violet Evergarden, but what an episode. And and an example of how the anime can get when you've done a bunch of it is I'd forgotten I did it. Oh wow! And then I, I've done so many stuff, and then somebody pointed it out to me, and I went and I watched it, and I went, "I did that! <laughs> Holy crap!" <laughs> so that's interesting. Have you ever listened? Have you ever watched something and was like, "Oh, damn, that's my voice!" <laughs> like that's that. Was- <laughs> yeah, I actually have had that experience. I did. I have had that experience. Uh, in li- I recent, most recently in a live action dubbing thing, I watched some zombie movie on Netflix, and in the middle, and it was dubbed. It was a, it was a German movie, and I'm watching it. That's me. <laughs> that is so hilarious. Do you have um any upcoming projects that you are allowed to talk about, like anime wise, that you could tell us? I, uh, anything I'm allowed to talk about? Mm-hmm. I don't think I do. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm allowed to talk. Nah, I got to be all NDA on you. All right, I understand, it, dude. But there's lots of stuff to go out and watch. You know, Lord knows, find me on on Insta on Instagram. You know, well, as you did, look me up on IMDb and then go to Insta and, and go to Netflix. I mean, and, and find it. You know, it's uh, there's there's good stuff out there. Yeah, you have. I su- was really surprised about the amount of anime that you've been in because when I started this, it all started from Force of Pianos. And I was like, I really want to talk to somebody about this anime because I love this anime. Like, I literally rewatch it almost every year around about Christmas, November time. It's weird that I picked that time, but I just love watching it. It's a really good anime, especially the classics. I love all the characters. I love how they feel, and I really just wanted to know how that whole session went when people. Well, how well, you- I remember. I remember once again. You know, I got cast in it, and I, had, as usual, had no idea what I was doing. So I went into this. I remember going into the session, and I and my first thing was, "This is about classical music. Oh my God, this is cool." And so I was having fun watching whatever the whatever they showed me because I thought that was really cool. Oh. 
And then I liked being, the, as you said, the guy he felt inferior to the other teacher. But and, and that kind of made you a little, me a little sterner because I was trying to be that and I couldn't be. And so there was a there was. Okay. So there was a nice, there was a nice emotional uh, uh, juice in that character because he was uh, because he was struggling with his own self worth while trying to be authoritative to uh, you know, at the same time. So it was kind of interesting. Uh, uh, but yeah, it was the, the, it was the, the the subject matter, the fact that that was the subject matter fascinated me. You know, every time I see anime, well, this one's about tennis. I go, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's the crazy thing about anime. It can literally be made about any crazy thing. I literally watched one yesterday that was about food. And I'm like, what? But it's literally about food. <laughs> it is okay, amazing. I, I think I've done one, some, one that's very food-oriented, but I don't remember what it is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know everything I've done, Rayshon. And I have the darn IMDb in front of me, and I still don't know everything I've done because there's because uh, there's stuff that that's not on it. You know, there's there's more stuff than uh, than is on here. Well, instead of that being my last question, I'm gonna make this my last question because it's you, something I've I seen on your on your IMDb that was really interesting. How do you how did you get to meet Dave Batista? Ha! That's a very good, interesting story, uh, Dave. I love Dave. Uh, I'm a big fan of Dave's, but I wasn't, I'm not a wrestling guy. I wasn't a wrestling guy. Uh, a friend of mine, I'm an acting coach. Okay. Uh, in my spare, my spare time. I coach on camera and I coach voice acting, as I think I may have mentioned earlier. And Dave kind of dropped in my lap, because uh, a producer friend of mine who used to be an actor who I coached, uh, uh, was producing for this big company and they were going to do projects with Dave. And Dave and his manager came to them and they said, we need an acting coach for Dave. He's just transitioning from wrestling into acting. He needs a coach to get him in shape. And she said, there's only one guy. You got to have Joe. Uh, and, and, uh, so, which I didn't know she did that, but she did. And she called me up and asked me if I do. And I said, sure. Well, why not? And, and, uh, I started coaching Dave and, uh, and, it was just a funny process. The whole process was fun and interesting, and I love Dave. He's the very most soulful actor I've ever worked with as a coach. Great actor, great guy, sweetheart to the nth degree. Uh, and uh, and I, it's very funny because I remember when I went to the first session, I drove down to Marina Del Rey, which is down on the coast, to meet with him. And he had a whole entourage of his buddies with him. And I, mm-hmm. and I and this is supposed to be my first coaching. I go, what am I going to do? He's here, but he's got all of his friends with him. So I went, you know what? I've got enough copy here. They're all going to work. So I made everybody work. <laughs> him and all of his friends and the producer who showed up as well. I made her work. I made them all act. And then, uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and since it was such a, I think, I, since I approached it so unconventionally, I think that that made him want to work with me because I just rolled with whatever the punches were. And, uh, and that's how we, that's how we rolled. And, uh, and I coached him into the audition that got him, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And uh, there you go. He's been doing okay since then. Have you um, been giving him advice since Guardians of the Galaxy, or do, are y'all still on a pool? I, I gave him advice afterwards for a while, but it got to the point where um, where it's where he's uh, yeah he doesn't need me anymore. He's he's doing fine. He when, the movies he got into put him in a situation where he was working with the best directors and the best actors in the world. And uh, and he learned. And I think the thing that I helped him do was to open a door, which would be, you know, go in and be prepared, but be ready to just learn like a sponge from what you get from other people and be open to where that takes you. And he was. And it's obviously paid off really big. I mean, we, we, we talk periodically. I just I just heard from him the other day because it was his birthday. 
and uh, and he sent me some other people to coach, friends of his and relatives and stuff. So uh, that is like, amazing, like a story just to know that yeah, you trained um, Dave Batista, the WWE wrestler. I watched <laughs> WWE all my life. Rashawn, I have the strangest damn career. I coach Batista. I'm the current Jiminy Cricket. I do a bunch of anime. I've done Seinfeld. I have a weird career. <laughs> you seem like you've been all over the entertainment industry, and that's really entertaining. Show me that you're just willing to work, do everything. Even you yeah. said you directed. I didn't even know you directed. I direct theater. Yeah, I direct theater. I, I, I'm, I'm a screenwriter. I've gotten, I've gotten scripts. Uh, I've sold uh, or gotten paid to write scripts occasionally, and there's a lot of shit I do. I mean, acting is my first love. That's where, that's where the love is, and all that other stuff is just it's fun ways of of doing stuff related. To, to my first love, uh, you know, and keep it, you know, so I kind of like uh, having to earn, sometimes you have to earn money elsewhere. And so you want to, it's nice to be able to keep it in the family, you know? Yeah, I feel you on that one. I see that you've done a lot of TV shows set from just Seinfeld. You've also done House. So do you actually get to meet these main, the main characters like Jerry well, or? Hey, you're on set with them. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, so you do get to meet them? Oh, yeah. Okay, I didn't know if it was ever going to be like it, it, the main not, cast is over here, you're over there. You know, well, you know there is there is certainly some of that if you're doing a small part. Uh, you know, you get kind of separated, and sometimes even when you're doing a guest star, you're separated. But eventually, you got to get on set with them. And so, and some people are nice, and some people are not. You know, on, on any set, House uh, 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 Hugh Laurie was was amazing. I remember working on House, and and I had this one line as a doctor and I was doing a little operation on somebody, he came and interrupted the operation. And what was fun about working with him was that he was such a nice guy that he started improving with me in the scene and giving me permission to like, just go off and, and, and riff and do stuff. Okay. And so I was in a weird situation. Where I go, okay, how much can I riff? <laughs> I don't want to, it's not my scene. And but I got, well, how much can I play? You know, and I found like I just did a tiny thing, but it, but it, but it was some play, and it, and they used it. They did, they did not, they went beyond my uh, little bit that I had because I did this. I, I because I think I was efficient with my improv, but he gave me that permission to do that. He opened that door, which I thought was a very generous thing for him to do. For sure, because I mean, he could have just let it stop at that one line, but that allowed you to get more into yeah. the scene, get more practice, and exactly, exactly. exposure. Yeah, and, and it gave the scene a little little bump because we suddenly had this relationship, you know, where he was coming in and interrupting my surgery, and I was like, oh, I don't like you. And that, <laughs> that, and that was not in the original script. So that was a thing that he added. That oh, okay. And you just kind of went with that? Yeah. So uh, did it kind of throw you off at first? Did you like, oh. Well, it, 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 it didn't, it surprised me, but luckily I was in the moment enough so it didn't throw me off. Okay. Except that I had, like I said, I had the thing going on in my head is, okay, he's giving me this opening, and I see that he's giving me this opening. How long, how, how much of an opening can I take? I really shouldn't take much of an opening. So it's this whole, and it's this split second of, 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 of you know, it's like uh, all of these thoughts are in my head in like a split second figuring out what to do. Yeah. Uh, and then I just made a choice and did it, and it worked. So that, That's really fun. I wish I, 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 I've always been interested in acting. I probably could do it. It's probably one of those things you just have to throw yourself into it and just try doing it. I've just never really 
Well, just done it. Once again, take an acting class. See if you like it. I mean, it's not like you can't present yourself. You're doing a podcast, and you use and you and you are as fully yourself as you can be doing your podcast. And that's what most acting is: is just being yourself in whatever circumstances you find yourself that with the camera pointed at you. You know, and yeah, you got to memorize lines and all that kind of stuff. But that's that's a skill. I see. That's a doable thing. So, did you always know you had like an iconic voice or a voice that could be recorded? I don't think I have an iconic voice now. <laughs> okay. I, I I I mean I knew I could do. I, I mean I knew my voice was clear. I knew my I, I came, but I, I I mean I've never judged my career by what I thought because I I don't I didn't know that I would I didn't want to be cocky and I didn't want to be so insecure that I didn't know and you know and, and actors can be both. I, I always figured, let's go by what other people say. I would always go into situations where I would find out if I was marketable. Okay. Uh, you know, I would, whether it was the first voiceover class was about that. Will people like my voice? First commercial class was, are people, would I work, would I, this face work in commercials? And, and every acting challenge has been kind of that, trying to judge not by me, but by what I get from other people. And not letting it go to my head if somebody tells me. I mean, I started because I got a review saying that I was worth the price of admission for this play that I was in. And I didn't let that go to my head, but I went, okay, is this telling me that maybe I should give this a whack? You know? So mm-hmm. I've always kind of, I've always treated it with that kind of, let's just see. You just open about everything. Let's just try yeah. it out and see what happens. Exactly. I think that's the best way to go in because that way you don't need it. It's not desperate. And I think you do better naturally because you're going into them. Hi, I'm here and let's have some fun. And, uh, and if it doesn't work, I'll go do something else. And yeah, you know, that way. And then people like look at you and go, okay, this guy's easy to work with. This guy's, you know, he's got, he can do the job and he's easy to work with. He's not going to give us a lot of attitude. Okay, let's work with him. And I think that's kind of what happened at the beginning. Well, all right. So that basically ends all my questions for the, um, our interview. I try to keep it within our hour, about 55 minutes. So I kept it within our hour. Um, You're done good. <laughs> I've had a lot of fun with this interview and hopefully we'll be able to chat up and discuss again in the future. Sure. Anytime, man. You're great. You're really nice questions. Really good questions. Really good all around. Thank and you're you. a pleasure to talk to, dude. I think you should try acting. Why not? I would love to. One of my, my main thing is getting over public speaking. I, that is my main you're thing. You're on a podcast. Uh, see, I feel like it's so you're much different. Cause I, can, every day. I feel like I'm talking to just me and you right now. People listening, but I'm still just talking to me and you. So it just, I feel different it's when it's treat. when I'm looking it's at everybody. If you well, well, you know, there's lots of ways of doing it. You don't have to do theater. You can do film and TV. In which case, it'll be me and you. It'll be talking to one person. It's just going to be camera and crew around. Mm, see, and then there's expectations. Well, <laughs> 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 see, I don't know. Put on our expectations. Something we put on ourselves. Do my thing and let, let's just see. Just see how it goes. Give it a whack. You know. Yeah. You know what? Fine. I'm not, I'm gonna look up an acting class and see if there's one around me. I'm pretty sure there is, just to okay. try it out. Even yeah. e- even improv, because I've always been interested in improv. Improv is a really good idea. Improv is really useful. It's a great idea. Have you ever done improv? Oh yeah, okay. and improv makes you nice and loose. It's a it's a really really good thing to have in your in, in your basket of stuff you do. It'll help with this too. It'll make you more off you know easier off the mark when you're talking to people like me. You know, it, it, it's improv is just great all around. For sure, I would love to be able to be more 
into the um into my speaking. I don't, I don't know the right word I want to say because I do. I feel like I'm getting better from interview to interview, being able to engage with people and trying to keep the interview going. You're really good. You got a really friendly style. You you ask good questions. You obviously do your research. You're a nice guy. You know, it's uh, that that makes all the difference, and, and that helps loosen us up. So we like to talk to you. So I I blathered I blathered all over the place here. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so, talking you know, to you I, is really good too. Being a great guest, because I mean, so I know some people don't even like to do interviews like this, especially with probably not big podcasts. So I really thank you for taking the opportunity to speak with me today. My pleasure, my friend. My pleasure. My pleasure. And, and with that. I end today's episode. I want to thank everyone for listening. And if there's any new listeners, please like and subscribe wherever you're listening. I want to like thank you. Like Rashani, good guy. Sorry, I didn't say that. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> I want to thank my special guest for making the time to chat with us today and also give you a moment to tell everyone your social media again. Yes, uh, at Joe Ackman, J-O-E-O-C-H-M-A-N, is my Instagram handle, my Twitter Twitter handle. Just look up my name, Joe Ackman. Uh, I mean, Joe Ackman Actor on Facebook is the fan page. Uh, I don't use it a lot, but go anyway. Uh, I do not. I'm not on TikTok. I don't know what I would make videos about. And, and, and Lord knows who wants to see me dance. Uh, <laughs> you should. Uh, that would be very interesting. You should do that. <laughs> Maybe to you. <laughs> so, so that's the best way to reach me. And uh, um, that's it. All right. So, if there's any expiring voice actors or even actors, and you need some tips or ideas, just go hit up Joe. I'm pretty sure he'll be have the time to say you know I will what? happily answer do. their questions I'm happy to answer people's questions and with that I want to say peace peace